do it. I have pushed the record button. Let us begin the process. <laughs> uh, thank you to our sponsors over at patreon.com. Um, they're just regular people, but they're not that regular because they're special now because they are community members. <laughs> um, and you can also join our community Facebook group if you want to send us stuff. There's funny things in there. People put funny things in there now. Memes. And then I go in there and I laugh. This is the Hey Demu podcast, episode number one, three socks. I am projected twin. She is Antonika Muscaria. He is Adam Birchmore, a.k.a. YY. I am Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. I think it's weird that there's no comments. They should be in here by now. I know. Where are they? That's because they're just so... Have you checked that you've touched all the things and that you've pushed all the right buttons and you haven't hidden the comments? enthralled right. by what's going on that they're like I dare not speak I dare not interrupt I don't this. think that's true I actually don't think that's true well because I, I stated earlier we haven't started an episode we've started a process no, I can see all the people you're stalking you weirdo what do you mean Hang on. Who am I on your search I can hear I can hear children no, it's because the doors wide open. you know I hate that sound okay <laughs> <laughs> okay well People are commenting and... uh, We just can't see it. We can't see it. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. Four people in there and they're uh, talking in there. Oh, you can't... But you can't see it? Can't see it. Ah. Hmm. Guess I'm commenting. Is that right now? That is right now. Yeah. Whoa. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well. So, who knows? Hey, Bran. I'll do the hellos because I am the controller. You can do it. Hey, Adam. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Brandon. I'm here. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I was like, no Neeks again? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he didn't. He said it's the three awesome demos. Are we recording? Yeah. Yeah, we did that because you guys weren't here yet. Um, My mum's is here. Hi, mum. And your mum's here. I'm so glad my mum says I'm cool. You are cool, Neeks. Did your mum come to your show? Oh no, she doesn't. She doesn't even know what we talk about. She didn't understand it. She's like, I I don't know what you guys were even talking about. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what? Yeah. It's gotta hang on. Exactly. Hang on with like a, like like a. Hold on, heaven's not. Maybe that's just because she could tell that I didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) On time. That's good timing. (laughs) Are you good at musics? Uh, we'll see. We'll see when it happens. Have you never dabbled? I haven't dabbled. Oh, I just right. sing a lot. Mm-hmm. I like to sing. Are you a good singer? And chant. I don't know if I'm a good singer. Yeah. But uh, you have a great voice, though. Talking. We'll find out. My yeah. mum. My mum called you just before she said that. Like, is Sean's twin going to be there? <laughs> Sean's twin. Yeah. She's like, she reminds me so much of Sean. Yeah. I'm like, is it because Sean's on the screen as well? <laughs> <laughs> and they both have beards. Yeah. Are you looking at me, listening to him? Or listening to him looking at me. No one comments on my niceness. You're lovely, Neeks. That's not true. Fuck. Everyone loves you. Yeah, I know they do. You get all the best comments like... um, Nice tits. Yeah. (laughs) So I am. But you're not only tits. I'm not only tits. You're also a vagina. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at um, getting boob lifts. Boob lifts. Yeah. Obsessively on the internet the other day. Do they leave scars? Yeah. So they would have... If they did mine... Because I was like looking off to see if you could get it done for free, which mm-hmm. I think I can, because mine are sit that low. Not it's 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 deceptive. They kind of get mm. a ruler out and suss it out. Yeah, don't so they? it has to be like there has to be a certain amount of hang from the the 
point here because you know when a woman has side boob there's like a mm. bit here and so depending on how much it hangs because my boobs don't sit here normally they sit like uh, down, yeah. down here like towards my belly button no, they no, don't. they're not that bad but they sit lower <laughs> than my bras make them appear so then i was like on this like weird like little search and i was looking at all these different breasts but I was like, I actually think I like mine how they are yeah. because it changes the shape completely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like. So you'd never mm. get a boot job? I would. You would? If I had the, the like money just laying around. Or just for a reconfiguration? Just for reconfiguration. They're very yeah. drained and they've got a lot of extra skin that yeah. you can tell wouldn't be there if I didn't have three kids mm. and I breastfed. But it's only when but you isn't do that beautiful things, that though. you've had three kids and so therefore they look like that? I'd, yeah, but I hop into bed and this is what happens. If I hop into bed without a bra and it goes... <laughs> because my boots, I can carry books under there. Like, I can put books under there and walk around. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's a thing. And if I go and, like, I take the, the vacuum cleaner thing outside, you know how we got all the steps. Yeah. And if I, like, sort of skip down them, my boobs literally make that sound. <laughs> and That's I'm like, amazing. this isn't normal. I don't feel like this is something I want in my life. And I want to be able to wear a bra or not wear a bra and have, just not have all this sweat under here. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of a guy that got um, his breasts done as a bet. I still think I've seen that Did guy. Did you see that on and YouTube? And he still has them. He still implants. has them. Yeah, yeah he implants, loves them. not big ones, just little. quite little ones. But you can see when he jiggles they're still them, boobies. they're still well, yeah, they're, they're boobies, like implants. Implants, and yeah, he loves very them. weird. And he's had them for 10 years or something. I only saw the thumbnail, but... Oh, no, yeah, I watched that video. I didn't get to watch it. He's had them for like 10 years. He could play with them while he has a wank. Yeah, (laughs) wouldn't you? That's weird. Would you? Yeah. Imagine if he had boobs. Do you play with your boobs when you wank? Oh, God. No, not really. No? No, there's not... I I think it's a bit touched out. Nah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Because I had like three kids destroy my nipples, they lose all sensitivity, and mm. you have to be quite rough. All natural mm. boobs, no matter how young you are, though, or whatever you've been through, I mean, there's different levels, but all boobs sit like if you're laying on your back, they all sit different, they all spread out a bit. Yeah, but I'd like to not have like the kids elbow them when they're like over there. Yeah. When they like get up from somewhere, they're like, I, I, you got my nipple again, and they're like, but I'm in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but when you stand, when you stand, when you stand topless, they still sit and they look full and they're nice, nice yeah, looking. Yeah, of course you guys are gonna like my boobs. I don't like all boobs. Some boobs are shit. Right. Some of them are not good. Do you like boobs? I love you're boobs. A gay man. Well, I I was known as the boob baby. What's boob baby. Boob? I used to love touching boobs when I was a little child. Oh. Did you? Yeah. Would you get boobs? Would I? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I don't need boobs. You don't need boobs. I do have boobs now. I used to have much smaller boobs, but now they're more jiggly. That's from the soy milk. The fat intake. Well, not only that, estrogen in the soy milk triggers. triggers Is that even true, though? Who knows? I did do some research, and it's very mildly true. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to drink a lot of soy milk. There's not estrogen in it. I think it increases estrogen production in the body. Oh, yeah. 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 Because I used to drink a lot of soy. Yeah. And it was the only thing I changed, and I had jiggly man boobies, and then they went away. Interesting. You did kind of have boobies. Yeah. Let's see if anyone else. Mum Neeks is a long giggle weight. What is that, Mum? What is she? My mum said, 
I will never forget when I jumped off the beach wall at Moana and my boobies made that exact sound you described and I was horrified. Yeah, see, and your mum says I'm really funny. That's right. <laughs> and more than just my boobs. But, yeah, so that's a weird rabbit hole I went down. Yeah. Yeah. Decided I probably won't get them unless my, I randomly have $10,000. My nan had really large breasts oh. and she had surgery. Yeah. And she would always leave the photos, like, out on the kitchen table what of accidentally what were the photos, what photos? of her uh, reconstruction oh so the after the she after. wanted you guys to see the yeah. after she's like the, the, well, the before and after oh wow so she just yeah. left them out there when it, when it gets done that way it doesn't seem like they're boobs mm. you're like huh that's just a part of someone's body yeah mm, I don't know <laughs> what, was your, what were you going to say? I was just thinking about different kinds of boobs. <laughs> he was like this. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about. I was thinking about the 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 scar. You know, like get the, mm. they put the new nipple there, and then you've got like a little. Scar well, that's what they'd have to do to there. me. Mm. They'd have to remove my nipples from here to put them more on my chest. Yeah. Mm. I've seen them when they're like have been recently done. Mm. We had a friend that showed us hers when she had a reduction. Oh, yeah. 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 And so they did the same thing. They had to like... Remove the nipple and... And put them back on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I haven't seen... But I, what I would like... You'd li- you want to see them I would like her now. to show them to me now because I <laughs> mm. want to know how they heal up. Well, you could just look at photos on the internet. You could. You can see all the different stages of healing and stuff. And they're like, this is from three years. And it looks a lot better after three years. Yeah. Because the scar's almost but, invisible. And, but I don't want to just actually, look at it online because you can't smell it. Such a creep. Me too. Needs the bit, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever try Nix's milk? Absolutely. <laughs> cool. <laughs> a bit too much. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Because it was like. I didn't know we were talking about this today. Making love and having a feed. Yeah. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I don't think it's way. disgusting. A. No, I'm happy to suck. It's cows. I'm happy to yeah. suck breasts that have nothing coming out of them. Yeah. I'm also happy to suck breasts that have something coming out of them, but something that comes out of them that tastes like Fruit Loop milk. Fruit Loop milk. Yeah, it's like fruit really milk. Yeah. yeah, sugary milk. Uh, what yeah. if they were on Adam? It is so <laughs> sexy. What about if they yeah. were on Adam? If Adam doesn't had boobs, matter, would you get doesn't matter. Get into them. <laughs> it tastes like Fruit Loops. I'll have them. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Put <laughs> you up with a new fella. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, you've got two dads. <laughs> I've always wanted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on? I was actually kind of sad when they stopped. This one still has gone. stuff come out of it. Does it? Really? Yeah. <gasps> That's cool. Mm-hmm. For how much longer? If I'm... Who knows? I've breastfed Harlequin for about two and a half years, so mm-hmm. that's a long time. The boy's right. not so long because I had a lot of trouble, um, and then one, and I had built it up a lot because I wanted to be a good mum. Yep. Being a good mum means you can breastfeed, but it's not and how true. How long have we been together now? Twelve. Thirteen years. years? Twelve years. Mm. So you've been breastfeeding me for for that long. Well, I wasn't breastfeeding Tosh at four years old. No, me. <laughs> <laughs> so technically I've been breastfeeding for like 12 years. <laughs> no. Wow. No. Um, yeah. So then after I had Harlequin and I weaned her off of uh, the breast milk, I noticed that this one's still, and this was her favorite one because mm. they have favorites. Wow. Yeah. And so this was her favorite one and it would get more filled up. Yep. And so she would prefer to lay on that side. No, and you've like a favorite side of the yeah. bed type thing, yeah, yeah. like favorite way to eat your food. Yep. She's like, I prefer this side. And so that one would get bigger, and I, it is still bigger, 
And mm. when I'm very hormonal, like over the next few days, when like my body gets really swollen and sore, um, this boob will actually get a little bit liquidy. Cool. It's a bit weird. Like milky or liquidy? Like I'd have to like push it, but it would come out if I pushed it out. How beautiful. It wouldn't just leak out. I yeah. think my mum's used to leak out. Hang on. Mum, do your boobies still leak? <laughs> do they taste like Fruit Loops? <laughs> do you reckon Harla and let her remember breastfeeding? I don't know. Well, Harla's, Harla's a bit embarrassed by it. Yeah. Because she's like, she loved him. Yeah. She would never have given that up. Mm. If, would she? She was just like, booze. Boo. She called them booze. So, booze. I want some booze. And she was a fiend. And so most of my boobs were out all the time. Yeah. yeah. But yes. I don't think they remember. Yeah, everyone likes that period of my life. So like, niece's boobs. It's like, they were the size of people's heads. Wow. Yeah, they were real big. Because you had lots of earthy um, friends in mm. your mother's circle. I just, there's just boobs out at my house but all the time. But it's not sexual because it's a bit no. like... No. Not, I see boobs at work all the time. Like breastfeeding out, women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's good on them. Yeah, I love it. Cause it I, I don't look. I give them a nice smile, look at their face. Acknowledge that I'm accepting of their breastfeeding. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so weird that people are funny about breastfeeding. Because you yeah. can't hide if you feel weird about it. You can't hide that from him. <laughs> I'm sure. They know. I haven't really <laughs> had anyone... Like, I breastfed Tosh for six weeks, Leto for ten weeks, and Harley for two and a half years. And in all that time, I really only had one negative reaction to my breastfeeding when I was at a cafe in an area I wouldn't normally go to, a cafe I'd never been to and never have been back to. Not far from here, but I've just... Ne- no, um, there was a man who... I was sitting here and he was sitting there, like just the next table over with his wife and he was facing me and his wife had her back to me. And he was just like scolding at me like, oh. but he, like so Leto funny. was crying. I was mm. like, well, I can't not feed my baby, you yeah. weirdo. And he was just like staring at me like with this like look on his face and I just stared at him back. <laughs> <laughs> was it just that or was it also that you were squatting and urinating? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. It could yeah. have been a bit of both. Yeah. It's natural. But yeah, it's natural. It's so weird. And then, like, we grow up and we're infatuated with boobs. Are we? Do we grow up infatuated with boobs because we were all, like, exposed to breasts from such a young age that we just grew up being like, I appreciate breasts. I see a good pair of bo- boobies. I'm like, that's a good pair of boobies. Mm-hmm. Boobies are good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find them arousing? Mm, not really. No, they're just pretty. They're just beautiful. They're just yeah. fast. They like bum cheeks without nipples. Yeah. We with nipples. <laughs> without a hole. We could put <laughs> that poo coming out of them. We could put tattoos of nipples on your butt cheeks and put a bra on and sell them on the internet. Wow. I've done that. I put my boob in the Bang bras out. before. <laughs> and put it on the internet. <laughs> it's in my Instagram feed if you want to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Let it make a good like card game. Bums or boobs? Oh my god! Mm. Yeah, you got to guess. Every time you get it wrong, you get to like smack a boob. Mm. Anyway, how are you guys going? I'm good. A little bit hungover today again. Still, Still. did you drink last night? Night before. You get too old. I am. Damn, you're saying real quiet. I'm listening. Listening. Yeah. But yeah, I went to uh, like a work dinner and drinks. Was it fun? It was really fun. They were taking drugs. <gasps> what? I didn't know. Oh my God, you're a good boy. You just stuck with the other Some weed. drug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Weed's you can't do hangovers anymore. It is not a drug. No. 
Um, yeah, can't do hangovers. I'm not into alcohol much. Did you, do you vomit? All of, nah. All of them are really into alcohol. So they're like, come on, get it down, get on our level. Yeah. You could so have just had water and they wouldn't have known. Yeah. That's the thing. Vodka. Yeah. You'd just be like, yeah, I'm just sipping straight vodka because I'm Russian. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know that they're drinking to get on our level. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the you're, thing. You're drinking so you can speak as freely as I do anyway. <laughs> this is a good segue into um, one of the posts that I made on Facebook. Oh, yeah? So I saw this. This is not to negate drug addictions and problems, but I saw this statistic where it's like t- every year 2,251 people die from the opioid crisis, which is like heroin and prescription pain medications. But... 5,000 people die from drinking alcohol every year. Mm-hmm. And that's legal. Wow. And I'm like, I, I, I get baffled by the fact that, like, one thing is legal and considered socially acceptable. And I'm not saying that everyone wants to go and do heroin, but I'm also like, but, but why is one legal when it causes so many social and economic mm. um, But I think there is problems. a big difference yeah. in heroin and alcohol. Yeah. Because there is. alcohol doesn't really do that much in in small amounts I yeah think. in small but heroin does yes yeah still fascinating it is fascinating that like, so oh. many people die from it yeah from alcohol and, and that's the, excessive though but i guess it's both excessive for heroin as well yeah and like when you when you see the harm that alcohol alcoholism does to not only the individual but also all the families around and the people mm. who are around the alcoholics because people don't realize that they're alcoholics most of the time. Mm. Like drinking every day, if it's only one or two, that's 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 a thing. If you can't go yeah. without that, that's a thing. Not that I can judge because I can't go a day without coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're in a weird spot at the moment where like a lot of laws are kind of a bit meaningless at the moment. And I that feel it's, like that. And that um, the social, the, the, the social, what's the word? the social connotation that people have for like well like weed's kind of been a bit of a gateway in people being a bit more relaxed about what other Mm. people are doing yeah people still have like maybe a bit of a harsher stigma for say like heroin use or ice use or like methamphetamine Mm. use or whatever but i feel like you're starting to see people relax a little bit and there's a bit more of a compassionate attitude being applied to people that have addictions and i think that it's starting to become a bit more understood that if like people are really down and out and they happen to be hooked on ice or heroin or whatever that like it's not not the drug's fault that it's the other factors um, yeah that that have that have gone into it but also um well like alcohol is legal but then like being doing heroin is illegal smoking weed is illegal but people just kind of do all these things anyway and the only difference really is like one's legal one's not legal but if you made alcohol illegal which they did do in the prohibition time in the prohibition era well that didn't work anyway because it turns out in the same way that people can make make hard drugs at home they can make alcohol at home they can grow weed at home there's just there's a never-ending access to these 
to these mm. things. And I think in a lot of ways, a lot of it is becoming more and more socially acceptable. But that's a weird spot to be in because things are becoming socially acceptable when they are still not becoming legally acceptable. Mm. Like there's a comedian that we follow on Instagram who lives in Australia who just like flat out just smokes bongs on his Instagram posts and stuff. Like he'll be promoting a gig that he's got like, and he's a well-known Australian comedian and he's, he'll have like a gig coming up that weekend and he'll be promoting his gig whilst smoking a massive bong. And taking heaps of morphine tablets. Yeah. 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 You know, and posting about the, 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 the Valiums and stuff that people come and give him and whatever. This is all illegal activities, admitting to it all and stuff, Mm. but people are just like, it's, they're kind of supporting it. Well, some people are supporting it, encouraging it and whatever. But the regardless, is he's not in any trouble. And so then people are starting... I think that just puts law in a weird spot. Mm. I think law has always been in a bit of a weird spot because we've always had these grey areas like, like it's illegal to tape... Mm things off of tv like back when everyone would have a vcr it's illegal to do that it's illegal to tape songs off of the radio like that's Mm. all but we would all be sold equipment that allowed you to do that Mm. well can i just interrupt with this very smart thing that samara just said samatra good one smartra smartra said she said it's really hard to read from over here because i'm not well read nah it's because i am what have you done no no Um, she said alcohol is not legal because it's safer it's safer because it's legal Mm. so when you legalize things Mm -hmm. it allows us to do more studies on things it allows us to um, um, teach others how you would approach drug usage Um, and this is saying like they teach like they they need to be teaching more i guess like all of these drugs if they were well, if they decriminalise, it's probably less likely to be taught about too. So it's a weird thing. But yeah, like she says, it's like there's more education around alcohol than there is safe heroin use. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't know. But the, the, the line in the sand is for some, for some reason, um, like the, the, the exception for drugs as opposed to for some reason alcohol has ended up in a very different thing to all of the other yeah. things but it's actually mm. just another of iteration the of the same because it has a thing. T- it can be used as a tool just the same way as like that guy who does heroin every night. alkaloids yeah what alkaloids is that alcohol no, alkaloids what no what that is you're talking about like you've got cannabinoids there's alkaloids alkaloids are in everything i think even psychoactive plants yeah uh, mm, don't know Mm. But yeah, I guess it's all about the propaganda, which but brings me to something. Is all alcohol f- made from fermented fruit? Is that how it's all done? Only in prison. No, I don't know. I don't know. Taters? Maybe. I don't know enough about the things that you put in your body. Mm. Yeah, no one knows it. It comes from like cows. <laughs> something weird. But yeah, we're in a weird spot with law at the moment because uh, through like social media and stuff, like I think now more than ever it's become really apparent that, like, you just won't stop anyone from doing what they want. You just can't. Like banning fairy bread. Yeah, but also I think there's another another element to it in that, like, 
It's illegal for everyone to do certain things, but there's only certain types of people that they go after for doing it, which is one of the reasons why a lot of these, apparently why a lot of these laws are in place, is that they weren't trying to to protect people from doing a certain thing. It was just that we knew that a particular class of people we're doing this thing and we can now have an persecute them go after them for it yeah. yeah so like a lot of throughout history a lot of laws a lot of things that have been outlawed haven't been to protect the mass public it's been to be able to like segregate and go after a mm. specific mm. set of people what a weird little system that they set up back then mm. like and how it like filtered into like our everyday regular life yeah. That's so weird. maybe if the comedian that I was talking about on Instagram was indigenous, maybe maybe they wouldn't get away with it. Mm. Yeah, interesting point. Mm. Yeah, because they ain't looking for him. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why. That's um, well. I don't know if that's why. I, why alcohol became prohibited? I don't know if they were trying to target anyone specifically there. Are they trying to... Well, do the government get rebates or anything from the, the sales of alcohol? Tax. A lot of tax. Mm. A lot of tax from Heaps it. Heaps of tax. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if they had cannabis legal, with the, imagine the tax they'd get from that. Mm. More people smoke cannabis, I reckon, than drink alcohol mm. secretly. Yeah. It's like people where I find out that smoke weed, I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> well, apparently America uh, got $17 billion yep. in revenue. Yeah. For, for weed? Imagine what that can do. Yeah. It's a lot of money. So much money. It's got to be more money than the um, the money they make from putting people in prison and forcing them to work like slaves. Well, yeah, because it costs them a lot of money to keep them in prison mm. as well. But it also makes them a lot of and money. And then when they get let out. they get cheap labour from prisoners. Making knickers. That's Make only oranges. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it has come to my attention that fairy bread is under fire. Oh, why? No. People are offended about fairy bread. In what way? It's offensive. Why? To the fairies. To the fairies? (laughs) I don't know. You don't know who it's offensive to? No, it's just, it went on the news. It went on the news. It was on the news that fairy bread, no, not supposed to be reading. Don't read about it. I haven't finished my story yet. Um, just go on. Anyway, yeah, yeah you found it. <laughs> okay, so there was this petition going around about how fairy bread is offensive because it's like, I don't know, what's it say there? What's it, who was it supposedly offending? Anyway, I'm getting to that. You keep going. So there was this news and it was posted in ABC News. It was posted on news.com, which is supposed to be Australia's leading newspaper. All of these um, media outlets published this massive story about fairy bread being mm. offensive and that we need to ban it because there was a petition that was put out there. Like ban the name or ban it altogether? Ban the name, change the name of fairy bread. Right. Same thing with um, banning the name, uh, calling people mum and dad in school and educational settings because some people don't have mums and dads. Oh. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so this was like massive and everyone was sharing it on Facebook and I was just like, what the hell? And even I was standing at um, a birthday party on Saturday and I was like, fairy bread here. <laughs> going to change that name so offensive (laughs) i'm not offended by fairy bread i just hate fairy bread i think it's stupid yeah it's it's just sugar and bread 
That's the best. It's like trying to call it a, a rainbow paddle pop and trying to pretend that it's a different flavor. It's not. It's yeah. caramel. <laughs> <laughs> is it caramel? Yeah. It's not rainbow flavored. Mm. It's just caramel flavor. It's delicious. It is delicious, but so for so long. Bread. Mm. Mm. I haven't had it since I was a child. What? Yeah. Anyway. Do you want the hot take? Anyway, the chaser made the story up. Okay, cool. Then they shared the petition from a fake profile that they created because they wanted to show everyone how quickly these news stories spread. One of the massive... This You can show Adam. Wait, but how did ABC... Yep. They didn't Google it. They didn't do anything. They didn't even Google it. So what So what are they doing then? That's crazy. And this is how... And they're government funded. Exactly. Yep. I'm so glad I'm not on the news. Oh, my God. Yep. So all these news outlets spread it, right? And in between it getting shared on... I'm pretty sure it was news.com. In between it getting shared on like news.com grabbing it it actually came out that it was a hoax that Mm. the chaser had invented it and they started the petition under a middle-aged lady's name (laughs) with a middle-aged lady middle a karen Karen. like they put a karen's face on it and everything and had her share it and she got all these like twitter followers and blah 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 and it blew up and so these news outlets grabbed grabbed it (laughs) but then they posted about they got found out but news.com, I'm pretty sure it was news.com, took the story anyway, despite the fact that Google, the first thing you search, it tells you it's fake. Wow. But they didn't even Google it. They just went with it, just copied everyone else. And that's how fake news spreads. Yeah. Isn't that crazy mm-hmm. that they could just do that? Well, that's where the outrage on the fa- on Facebook comes from, and you're like sitting there reading these things, and you're like, "What the hell?" I think mm. that's kind of shown us where the outrage thing has gotten to, where mm-hmm. we're just so used to people being outraged About by things outrage. like that that you actually like that. You'll be like, "Surely that's a joke," but you that wouldn't be my first thought. You'd be yeah. like, oh, "Of course, of course, someone is. Yeah. <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. Mm. Of course but, they're upset about um, that." Yeah, but so what? The, what's happening? The, the best part though is that <laughs> the p the the chase. What do they? What do you call herself? Alexis Chase, PhD. <laughs> She's actually a piece of furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Alexis Chase is a type of lounge. Uh, then over a period of about a fortnight, Dr. Chase contacted uh, selected news outlets, issued announcements and drove online outrage about yet another example of cancel culture. Attention, after spending my life abstaining from fairy bread, I've been fed up for too long. The term fairy is offensive and outdated and it should not be used to refer to a classic Australian food. But that doesn't even make sense. Bigotry like, is it, un-Australian it's and so what, is what it's offended bread. from. Yeah, it's just make- saying that she's offended and it should be changed. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Other than that it's classic. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Isn't that weird? And so people all jumped on it. Yeah, people And people got on signed it. it. And they were keen. The petition. They were keen. Yeah. Like Anyone who makes fairy bread is worse than Hitler, and if they're a New Zealander, they should be deported under the character test. That's just science. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of illustrates to us all that mm, the news ain't, ain't actually news. It's mm. just opinions. And that's the thing. There was, mm. a, there was a news article that was shared. I can't remember exactly what it was about. Um, and there was outrage. I think it was about the mums and dads thing, not being able to say mum and dad at school or whatever. Um, oh, you weren't allowed to say... You went and let a call. Breast milk had to be chest milk. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that, right? And so these are opinion pieces taken out of context of like a entire article sort of thing. And so they take that piece and just run with that and write a whole story on that because you can write 
I can take a sentence from anywhere I want and create context for it. Mm. Like you can do that with everything. And that is media. That's what it is. And that's how it catches you. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. Samara sent me that this morning because she was like, oh, I got good topic. It's not a new thing. It's just a thing that we can't. Um, you can't stop. You, we can't unsee anymore. It's not a new thing that media outlets mis- miscontextualize things to to make a specific agenda or, or push mm-hmm. things in a, in a particular way. Yeah. That's always been the way it is. Like uh, yeah, yeah, media conglo- media conglomerates and moguls and stuff and whatever have been doing that forever. That's it's where just, the stigma and drugs came we from. We know that now. Yeah. We know in the same way we're like, David Copperfield's not really flying. Not really <laughs> flying. I thought he was. For he so didn't long. really separate his legs from his body. But for a while there, we were like, that dude separated his legs from his body. He's still alive. <laughs> mm. I don't know who this guy is. David Copperfield? No. Oh, this man. Fascinating. Mm. Was he married to Claudia Schiffer? I feel like he was. Mm. He was a magician. Ah. You need to go home and watch him. An magician. illusionist. Yeah. He's not a magician. He's a, it's actually He's pretty cool. Mm. Like, you are, you do sit there and you're like, but how did you get from there yeah. to there so fast? Yeah. My parents took me to see him at the entertainment center when I was like nine. Did you think it was real? I really wanted it to be. I really wanted it to be. I wanted to fly so bad. Mm. Oh, man. Wait, so what was he doing if he wasn't flying? Well, I guess he was on wires and things like that. And he'd do things where, like, he was, like, flying and levitating on the stage sort of thing. And then they'd bring rings and pass rings over him and whatever. But they just do it in a – like, there were spinning rings. And they do it in a particular way where it's, like, you think it's passing over him, but it's actually gone just around, like, Mm. wherever the cabling and stuff is. Yeah. But he... He was the first fake news. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's all, like, just, like, like misleading attention stuff and whatever. But he would do it on this, like, grand scale. It was, like, at the entertainment center. It was, like, a real big thing. He made the Statue of Liberty disappear and then reappear. Wow. It's pretty impressive. He, yeah. he would do kid. things, like, where yeah. they would... You're like, whoa. They would lock him up in a box and then push him over the Niagara Falls. And then you'd see him, like, fall over Didn't Niagara Really and then he'd like pop up somewhere but else, how? sort of thing, kind of like David Blaine, or yeah, how, how did they do that? I don't know, don't know. But David Blaine this. like puts stuff inside of his skin and he doesn't bleed, what? which is kind of weird. Sometimes David, David Blaine? Blaine just puts himself under a lot of physical stress, yeah, and is a, like he froze himself wait, in ice. Wait, who's yeah. David Blaine? He's David an American Blaine. illusionist, yeah, right, yes, okay. Very handsome. Ooh, here we go. He's like he's this generation's David Copperfield. Oh, Kadri's here. That's that how I say it, Kadri. 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 That's a great name. Um, Samara says, I think the thing that's as bad as cancel culture are the people who get outraged about the fake outrage. I have to agree. I have to agree. Uh, as an educator, oh, not this is not Samara. This is Kadri. Mm-hmm. She says, as an educator, I always refer to the significant adult guardian family structure. Guardian. Family structure is different. It is important to not stereotype. I'm assuming that's in reference to the... The mum-dad. The mum-dad. Yeah. Um, I don't really care about people getting outraged anymore. I'm like, when, when I... Although I did get outraged about a few things. Drugging kids and alcohol. Mm. Mm. Those are the things I get real passionate about. Mm. Drugging kids, like... So ADHD medication or something. Yeah, so I'm like, so I follow it, like, and I can, look, you only get snippets of stuff on this, on the internet, of course. 
but you can kind of see the thread of where this goes into the problem. Um, there's a lot of parents on this particular forum who write in about their kids struggling with like ADHD at school and they're saying like there's been a few posts that I've seen and these make make my chest hurt a little bit and I get all like fluttery about it because it makes me feel really sad for the parents and the kids and then the future kid because the parents are writing on these forums saying my kid's really struggling at school um their teacher says they're distracted their teacher says they can't focus their teacher says this their teacher says that and then the parent will write something like but at home it's beautiful happy blah 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 Mm. Um, has been diagnosed with ADHD, but it's mild, blah, 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 blah. But they're not fitting into the education system that they've been put in. Therefore, they put them on medication so mm. that the teachers can more able be more um, able to, like, deal with them. Yeah. And so a lot of children who get medicated for things like ADHD, taken out of a school setting, is a completely different kid. Mm. So... For our example, Leto was having a lot of trouble in school with focusing and um, it, what, what, just staying on task. And I sort of saw that going down the track of like if he was to be diagnosed officially with ADHD, they would want to medicate him. But when I take him out of the school setting, I can see how he's thriving. And so I see a lot of kids who are pushed into these educational settings, then given a lot of lot of medications, in this kid's case and a few other ones, um, they've been trying different ones, but they're not working. Mm. And my suspicion is that some of these kids don't actually have ADHD and that our restrictive society constrains us and causes the symptoms that we're experiencing and therefore we end up diagnosed with conditions that might not necessarily apply to us directly or is just a result of our environment and so i think a lot of people are quick to do that and and jump into drugging their kids just to get them to fit into that mainstream society because if you don't that means you have to quit your job and stay at home with them or it means your kid's going to be the disruptive kid and then they get pigeonholed and then they get this and then they get that and it impacts their confidence, which leads to blah, blah, blah. And it's like just this on-flow effect and it, it just riles me up. Mm. That's why I'm going to get into health. Yeah. School is a high-stress environment for everyone. Yeah, mm. the teachers, the kids, yeah. the parents, like yeah. it doesn't even matter. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. so I get really passionate when I see like the that a lot of the problems and diagnoses and symptoms that humans have is a, is a direct symptom of the restrictive society and, and environments we put ourselves in. Mm. Because I don't think a lot of the things that we're doing is natural. I don't think schooling for six hours a day without your parents or whatever is a natural thing. I think like it's important to be with your family at that stage. I think it's important to have educated kids but it's also not always important to expose them to such a large amount of different ranged kinds of people. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Same with adults. We yeah. become miserable in our jobs sometimes if the people there aren't good, when we think there's something wrong with us and it's like, maybe it's just not for you. Mm. And these are these we get wrapped up in these and then we're like, something's wrong with me. I need to go do this. I need to go use these drugs and I need to do blah, blah, blah. It just starts a problem. I have a solution. Come what on. is it? School should only be for the children of frontline workers. You reckon? Yeah, because governments cannot afford to provide an education that's good enough for enough people, for enough types of people. Teachers are too busy. The kids are too distracted. There's too too many of them. Mm. Um, 
uh, I've been in school and I've worked in schools. And when I worked in schools, it was incredible to me how difficult it is to um, when you're breaking things down into like like hour and a half blocks of like I said within this hour and a half this is the activity that we're going to get through this is like where we're trying to get these kids to after this certain point and like most of that ends up being spent on um, dealing with like behaviors because some some like kids come to school from all different kinds of walks of life and sometimes it's just like yep. school's just the last thing that's on their mind or whatever and then even if you're um, even if you're the uh, have the attention span that is suited to um, being able to sort of independently hone in on what you're doing or whatever or stay on task or blah blah or you've got like a linear attention span it's way too difficult for them to really stay on task anyway because it's just too much going on around I them can't, all I can't the time. I can't do anything with shit going on in the house. Yeah, I have to leave. Yeah, yeah. It's like whenever, you, when if you've ever worked in a classroom, the the main teacher is uh, is is getting very little opportunity to actually like teach kids because they're always like having to leave the class for this it's, thing and leave the class for it's that. It's child thing care and, and behavior management. Yeah, but there's no behavior management because they're not trained in managing behaviors of children, mm. which is not their job. Well, I actually think because there's the, people get really upset about like how like funding for school and stuff always gets like slashed and whatever. And then when we keep doing all this testing over time, we see that like kids are continuously performing worse yeah. and worse yeah. and worse and worse and worse. And the benchmark is slipping and slipping and slipping. And I think that um, that the government, uh, the schooling system, wherever the money comes from, private or government funded, cannot afford to educate people institutionally better than people can educate their kids at home. Mm. They can't afford mm. to do it. No, you can't. can't Mum and dad have to work. You can't afford a school to spend enough focused time on one kid compared to what a f- family can can focus on one kid and you're like well then you're saying that like if it, like that that parents shouldn't be able to work maybe not if you can have kids maybe you can't work maybe not maybe yeah, it's not weird. or at least not full time well it just kind of like creates uh, more opportunities. It means that people that are in school get like there's there's yeah. less less kids in school. So if you do happen to be in a school, then you're getting a more focused, less. What about the kids that, that are enjoying school and want to be well, there yeah. and like the social aspect and? Well, then you might I think that's I most kids. I think, I think a lot you've of got kids the outlier like kids. There are some kids that like that. There are some kids that suffer socially really badly at school. But I think most. Ki- I think the social part of school is fine. Mm. I think it's. The I don't. I don't think schools are a place for children to socialize. Mm. It's like trying to get someone's naughty dog to treat teach your dog how to be a dog. No offense, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of is. It's like I don't want. Like, if I'm not hanging out with their parents and because I don't like them, then I certainly don't want my kids learning any social behaviours from your kids. And people are like, but what about the resilience? And I'm like, why do my children have to be subjected to nasty people? Why mm. do my children have to be subjected to bullying and passive-aggressive mm. aggression? 
because their parents are demonstrating it to those kids. And I'm like, that's not actually a realistic world. That's the old world that people came from where you just get on with it and you're like, tough it out sort of thing. Well, kind of like we were saying earlier, we're talking about like smacking and how it's (laughs) actually the only people that you're legally allowed to hit are children. That's the only time you can hit someone and not not get in trouble for it is if it's your child, you're allowed you're allowed to hit hit them as long as you hit them in a certain number of places and you don't leave a mark but as long as you follow these basic rules the only people you can assault are children and then in the same way because we own them yeah yeah isn't that weird can can another adult smack a child Mm -hmm. as long as they don't leave a mark that's not theirs no but the parents could press charges against them if the parent says it's all right i think yeah because grandparents smack their grandkids all the time Mm. But yeah, so it's this like weird little, weird little world. But yeah, I don't, I don't agree that socialization is overly important for kids because they're going to grow up to be adults who are talking to adults. And so I'm like, yes, some socialization for kids is fun and it's important for the social fun aspect, but you don't want your kids learning shitty behaviors from other kids. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel very passionate about my morals and values as a person and like, I know that it can show my kids more resilience, but I'm like, well, they will learn that along the way, mm. being at home. I don't know. And some, you know, Have you seen um, Lord of the Flies? No, I haven't. Lord of the Flies. It's oh, a, yeah. I've heard of it. It's a, I think it was, a, it was an old book, and then it was made into a movie, and then it was remade into a movie again in the early 90s. But basically, it's this this um, school. It was an all-boys school. Was it all-boys? Yeah, Pretty sure it's all I boys. Think it's all boys. And they they're they're going on some trip or something, and they're playing crashes on an island. And then it's an island of only children. And then they kind of have to like set up a society and figure out how to like survive and fend for themselves, like sort of thing, and whatever. And it goes really yeah. bad because they kind of get into this like pack mentality, and then they break Just off like into two media. into two mm-hmm. factions. You've kind of got like your the right wing side and the left wing side, and like one side is like more violent and dominant. The other one is like, no, we should be fair. We should we should vote on things. We should blah blah blah. And then they are like, no, we should just like Kill take him. what you can if you're stronger, sort yeah. of thing. And schools are basically just that. So if a school has like a couple of thousand students, then at most they've only got like a hundred teachers. So the adults are way outnumbered by all of the children. So you've got these teachers that are trying to set a certain type of culture, but anyone that's been in school knows that the teachers don't set the Mm. culture, the kids set the culture. And so why would we think that it's going to work out well that you chuck a bunch of underdeveloped people, you get from 300 to like a thousand and chuck them in one place and make them spend the majority of their developing life in there and think that they're, that that, that's going to, that that's going to go well, that you're getting like undeveloped people who are spending most of their time being influenced by peers. So they're not being Mm. influenced by the broader community. They're not being influenced by younger and older and whatever. They're in this, like it becomes an animal world and nice kids end up doing mean things Mm. to other kids because like you end up Mm. with this thing where it's like, it's like a passive aggressive. um, It's like, 
passive aggressive behaviors. Well, you just can't be different. Mm. You can't be different. Fit in. Yeah, you yeah. can't be different. And if you are different, you've got to, you, you, you can't. You need to mask it and pretend you can't you're even, not. well, it, it, so, and the levels of different that you can't be, you can't be different. And you sometimes have to be careful because it is survival because it does descend into violence mm. in schools mm-hmm. that not only can you not be different you got to be careful not to support someone that's different too much because now you're with them yeah yeah, yeah. and that's what happens at school and you can't <laughs> stop that yeah yeah and there's not enough staff and there's not like i can't i can, i struggle to fulfill the needs of my two kids three mm. kids all up but tosh is pretty much on his own like but also he's off on his own i can't fulfill those needs all on my own let alone if i had 30 of them here yeah 30 kids mm-hmm. trying to teach them but like, no it's set up in a way to like prepare them for the real world well when you leave school and you're an adult how is it the real world that for you are that you have to and can only spend majority of your time with a few hundred people that are in your specific age range like that mm. that's not that's not real that's world. not the real world no and then we go out into the real world as adults and we feel a lot of pressure to do all those same sorts of things and carry out those same behaviors so parents should only well people should only be having kids if they can homeschool them you think look that's a broad well, i think the government would save more money if they paid parents to stay home with their children as opposed to trying to support mm-hmm. and Educators. uphold a schooling system that is continuously falling through the cracks more and yeah. more and more because and descending into a worse system as time goes yeah. by. Yeah, so I don't necessarily think that that's the case. I don't think that parents should, if you're going to have kids, then you should be prepared to stay at home with them because I think it's okay for people to have passions and things mm. to do with their lives. Um, and if you love what you do, then that's great because if you love what you do, it will flow on to your children or whatever. But if you fucking hate your job mm. and you're miserable and your kids are miserable at school, then don't do it. And I do feel like the government should be able to support that, which they do. I, I The government supports me in, in homeschooling my kids. Like, yeah. I don't have to look for work because I'm considered to be working full time. Yeah. And so it's like, we do get supported. It's just not enough. Mm. Like, well, we don't... We got fancy coffees today. I want to know in what ways our, like, our, our cultures and societies would flourish if they weren't subjected to a culture that forces families to spend as much time away from each other mm. in the developmental years of their life as possible wouldn't wouldn't that and you, you can make the argument that like look some people are actually better That's off right. and safer at school than they are mm. at home but i don't know may, maybe some of those situations would be alleviated if there was less pressure to be apart yeah mm. i agree yeah and you know spending a lot of time at home with your family and your family dynamic is pretty important if mm. if there's a good family dynamic there's a lot of kids who don't want to be at home mm. so they go to school and that's actually their safe place mm. and i totally understand that for a lot of kids but it's also highly likely that even though the school is their safe place it's not much safer mm. and they still like kids from kids from families who struggle will probably likely struggle in school and yeah. that's just that's just the way it is. And so, that, and whether that's socially or academically or both, um, that, our education system is not set up for that. Like I saw when Leto started year three, um, he was doing great. He's always struggled uh, with his emotions at school because he's very 
one track minded and if it strays from what he thought was going to happen it can be quite overwhelming and his teachers were always really able to cope with that while he was quite small then he got to year three and he got a different teacher and the work steps up Mm. you have to like be on on task and doing this and Mm. like all of a sudden it's like he doesn't know that the world has changed for him but all of a sudden it's in a different world right and so he'd only been at school for two not even two terms i think no no because we started homeschooling last year at the start of term two when covid started and um the what they had resorted to was putting headphones on him like earmuffs to block out the sound right but then he would just leave the room and go and sit with his in the vice principal's office and so there was like i was like well that's fine but he's going to end up being the the headphone earmuff kid Mm. and the teacher was still having troubles anyway and then he was coming home every day crying and then he was calling himself a fucking idiot because he couldn't finish the worksheets and stuff on time when other people could and so then they're looking around around him and so if i left him there i feel as though the teachers would have taken because they were about to we were about to introduce the school with the psychologist that we work with um and i was imagining that like this is going to go down the track of him being diagnosed and then being put on medication because but when he's at home with me I can see the areas in which he's really fantastic at, but the school doesn't see that because they don't have that capability. They don't know how to, they don't want to have Leto sit there reading and writing, like reading and absorbing facts. Stop Mm. educating yourself. Yeah, because Leto is very good at educating himself. That's what he does. He just absorbs and absorbs. He teaches us about everything. Like he's just so, such a sponge, but he can't get it back out Mm. um, in words. But school wanted him to get it out in words Mm. and he couldn't. And a lot of adults struggle with that still. And I could see that impacting him and I could see him going down that road of like, this is going to hurt his confidence. He was such a confident kid. But at the end of the day, he was coming up to the gates crying. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't normal, Mm. you know? Um, And so I was like, I'm going to take him out. And... But not just about him. For whatever reason, there's lots of different reasons, but you just cannot force anybody to learn anything that they are not ready to learn. But Mm. you can make them feel shit about it. Mm. You can do that. Yeah, that's right. And so because that was going to, over time, it's just going to keep impacting them. I just didn't want it. And I saw how Schools are shit and you shouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Not all schools are shit. Yeah, they are. They're all shit. Just ask the right kid. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't matter. It could be an award-winning school. Don't don't ask the parents don't ask how the good teachers. the school is. Don't ask the teachers how good the school is. Ask the kid. How's your, how's school? Shit. Yeah, we have about five or six kids come through here a week. How's how's school going? Fucking hate it. Mm. Shit. Principal's so mean. Stuff like that. And, mm. then, and you're like, okay, that is. And because we have had an older kid who's gone through primary school education, and he's not in, he's not academic in that way. He just doesn't care about that stuff. And I've always, I was always guilting myself and feeling bad for him because that's not, because that wasn't like everyone else. Mm. Not everyone else was doing that. He was being assessed for things because he couldn't just sit down and write stuff because he didn't want to. We knew he was capable, but he doesn't want to. But that impacted his entire relationship with school Mm. and the relationships that he had with teachers and his authority at school. And so when that, when I started noticing like, this is going to potentially damage his relationship with any kind of authority, it's not worth it, in my opinion. Like, you can learn as much from the internet these days. Schools do provide lots of other opportunities, though. Like, I yeah, wouldn't, they do. I wouldn't have been on the musical path that I got on 
uh, maybe I would have, but I wouldn't have. Um, I left school a ready and seasoned musician, but not because of the school's program, but only because I was able to slip away with my friends enough and hijack the music room. Yeah. Like mm. the only reason we, I was able to develop that at school was because I was doing, spending time on school on things I wasn't meant to be spending time on. Having said that, if they didn't have the stuff there that they had, then me and my mates wouldn't have spent so much time figuring out how to be in bands and stuff mm. together. Mm-hmm. But we only, the only reason we got that we got that opportunity is because we were getting away with something. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Where are you going? Toilet. Oh, nice. Sorry, I'll go behind you. Um, you didn't enjoy school. I didn't like school at all. Nah. Like, I, I wasn't really interested in the education part mm-hmm. um, or the authority part. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just, yeah, just hanging out with friends, really, wagging a lot, going to the park to listen to music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah, the, I don't know. I just, it was weird. Like, like learning and, and being judged by other people and stuff isn't re- wasn't really healthy for me, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um because people would get A's and then you would get like a C and you'd be like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I didn't do nowhere near as good as you. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was weird. Which is kind of two things because you, you're being, you're judging your self-worth based on the popularity at school, but then mm. also judging yourself based on your academic mm. uh, success or not success yeah. or whatever. Hmm... Is it? Do you think it's? Do you think you're one of two ways? Do you think you can only be like popular at school, but not academically successful, or academically successful at school but not really popular? Or were there kids there were that were popular and they were also good at school? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. There were there were a lot of people that were really good at school and were focused. They were more the the kids with good parents, I think. Do you think that had anything to do with that they were just like, for lack of a better term, just better people than mm. the other people? They were able to socialise, but they were they were able to roll this this leaves up and get it done? Or is it just luck? Is it just pure luck? You just happen mm. to be like you just happen to be socially uh, socially adept and happen to also just be able to just, I don't know, interact with whatever you, the edu- education is, whatever you're learning. You're just like, oh, I just get this. I don't know why. I just, yeah. just kind of get it. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it, it's interesting how it works. It's variety. It's, it's the spectrum. Yeah. Every, everyone's different. Everyone's unique and everyone has their own capabilities strengths and weaknesses and Mm -hmm. some have better ones than Mm -hmm. others you know yeah Yeah. maybe it would be better because i remember that like once you get to senior school like year 10 and up sort of thing then you had way more choice Mm. of what kind of pathways you wanted to be on then people would sort of like break off and they'd be like i'm really into um uh i'm really into like health science and like nutrition Mm. or whatever and like i kind of get that and then you can like pick all of these subjects kind of based around like who you are and follow these threads and stuff. But up until then you have to wait 10 years before you Mm. kind of have a say over like what 
interests you mm. before that it's just like you well they kind of do it i remember like before that they'd be like okay for this term in art is music and then mm. this term in art is like media dance. or dance or mm. drama or, or whatever. But then you get to year 10 and you could be like, well, I'd like to do drama for the whole year. I'd like to do music yeah. for the whole year. I'd like to do, um, you can do things like psychology and law and stuff in high school mm. and stuff now. Yeah. They didn't have some, God, that would have helped me a lot. Dan Ninehouse says, hi, Dan. Thanks for joining. Um, my boy's social anxiety struggles got that bad that he would leave the school and walk out onto the highway. Fuck. Well, he must have been pretty young, yeah? Um, all they did was expel him and make it another school's problem. Different school now, same problem. He's had seven weeks away from school now via advice from the mental health GP, but the school are hounding us. When is he coming back? Maybe don't send him back. Maybe school's not for him. Maybe he prefers the confinements of his home life. Well, the weird thing is, almost kind of like the drug thing, you know, like... They're like, like drugs are really bad, but now we're starting to realize, oh, actually, they're, 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 they're not that bad. Like, life can be bad and drugs can be involved, but it's not really the drugs fault oh yeah and in the same way that like we're like well you can't just stay home and play video games like there's <laughs> there's nothing in that for you but but kids know through like endless there is there is an it, it, it amazes me all the time the endless number of people young people school age people that have full time yeah. highly uh, lucrative. lucrative careers in things that kids are wasting their well, mm. time on. And so when you tell kids now, like you, when you tell kids now that like, that's a, like that's a, that's a waste of time. That's not going to get, get you anywhere. That's going to get you behind that. Like kids who are playing video games are making more than like lawyers. And, and it's actually been scientifically proven with studies that it's actually really good for not like excessive gaming, but gaming actually is great for helping you with spatial awareness, like, you know, how far away things are, all that sort of, all these different areas of your brain, the more you use them to change, to fix complex tasks, even whether that's in a shooting game, you're still having to refine little skills you wouldn't have refined before. Mm -hmm. But today, Leto, Leto's out there training because he's competing in a Fortnite match for $900. Mm. Cool. If mm -hmm. he gets a top four, he gets six hundred bucks. And he's 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 like he's very serious about. He's like, I need to find three people to play with because you need backup. You need this and blah blah. blah. Which means he needs to find peers. Which means yeah, like so. There's all these like little things that he knows he has to do to be able to compete for this money that he's like nine hundred dollars. Mm. I could buy a switch with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nintendo Switch. And also, why in terms of like having to find peers thing? Why we don't we now no longer live in a way that means that you are only able to interact with the peer group in your zone, in your mm -hmm. postcode, in your area or whatever. In like in the same way, the same reason that people now today can pretty much be successful doing anything mm -hmm. is because of, because of the internet, because of uh, like freeform media and whatever, you can now find the exact type of people that are your type of people mm -hmm. or your or the exact type of people that be interested in whatever you're selling or trying to become successful mm -hmm. in in the same way with social uh dynamics you don't have to be forced 
to be lumped in with who like whatever kid happens to be willing to talk to you at your Mm. school yeah well yeah sometimes that's no one sometimes that's no one sometimes i chose that it was preferable Mm. i didn't like it when those girls accused me of pooping (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was good um school taught me the power of my femininity oh yeah but then it also ripped it right out but it it showed me like huh i am a I'm a, I'm like, I wasn't the prey. I was kind of the prey, but anyway. Sometimes you were the predator. Oh, not really. I guess like I was seen as the predator. So many good stories. (laughs) (laughs) My mum says she learned all her knowledge from me. That's good, mum. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Because that's what's supposed to happen. I think kids are I don't think my mum listens to me. She doesn't? Nope. She wouldn't she care really about anything I said. Yeah. Nothing? Well, not nothing, but there are a good few things that I don't think she would listen to. Is yeah. she a conspiracy theorist? No. Oh, okay. That's good. I always got to check. I <laughs> <laughs> just got to check these things. What, when, when did you find that out? Um, well, I guess when I was in my 20s, early 20s, I'd say. And I was um, talking about some spiritual stuff, I guess, and she just was not interested in it at all. Because mm-hmm. she yeah, thinks it's like is, a phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, and, and older generations of parenting, and this isn't every older generation of parenting, there's a very big, like, idea that the kids don't have anything to teach us. Mm. We have a lot to teach them. Mm. But having kids has taught me endless amounts of things about myself and everyone else in the world. And it's like, I have we even people without kids have so much to learn from the younger generations because mm. we get stuck and stagnant yeah. in our thoughts and ways of thinking. We can't, like, we can't, like, I can't wrap my head around some things because mm. I'm old. According to Tosh. It is. We tried to use Snapchat the other day. It is inappropriate. (laughs) It is inappropriate and ridiculous for anyone to try and tell anybody that's younger how to prepare for the world they're going to live in. Mm. Because... (laughs) We don't know. Mm. And And if anybody has any idea, it's the younger people. And that doesn't mean that, like, we should give all of the power to young people over the like the big important decisions or whatever of our like society and cultures and countries Mm -hmm. and government and things like that but they kind of have that power anyway they're driving the world they're driving life they're driving driving society and culture totally um autonomously it's just happening they're they mm. they're they're influencing it they're they're influencing it whilst they're reacting to it without even realizing that they're influencing it like the with you can't tell which which came first the influence or the reaction but anyway it's totally redundant for me to tell my son or any or any of my children how to prepare themselves for the world outside of like um outside of like themselves outside of themselves yeah i guess so like like in terms of like spiritualism and things like that how to how to 
I think yeah, the only the, the only real hope you have in passing anything on of value is 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 passing on how to mm. exist with the self teaching a young person how to exist and engage and understand and interact with and learn how to live with themselves. But it is totally inappropriate for us to tell them how to live in the world because it's always changing. It's changing Mm -hmm. faster than ever. And it's not changing because of us. We're already too old for that. We're already outside of that. We don't drive it. And corporations, see, people get really mad at corporations because they're like, corporations are programming the children. It's like, no, the corporations children. are being programmed by the mm. children and then they're monetizing it because when corporations get it wrong, the children don't want it. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't, you can't, you can't force a kid, you can't force young people into thinking what's cool or how to be or what word to use or, you yeah, know, we like. we can't teach that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they, they try and they fail over and over and over and over and over again. And then corporations, they get rebellion. Yeah, corporations don't actually have the time to like research and develop things they are purely just reacting they're like oh my god on it right now okay more of that go 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 yeah yeah that's true because when we it's like when we see when we see tosh with like a new thing Mm. like he's got a new type of jumper and that becomes like the standard or the new type of shoe and i'm like where is this is coming from the next minute like i see them at the shops and i'm like oh my god he was these young on people, trend. they were on this. Like, they jump on it so fast. And we go to the shops and we're like, what the hell? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. mm-hmm. people no. will do what they want. In the same way that you can't stop um, adults from drinking as much alcohol as they want or cigarettes as they want or gambling as much as they want or or, or, or doing... It up. The, and those are all legal things. Yeah. Or doing any of that. You can't stop anybody from doing anything legal or illegal. And that also applies to young people. You can, you can try as much as you... You you want you can't steer it, mm-hmm. yeah. can't steer it. Yeah, your mum says. I do think you have to guide your kids, though. You do, and yes. you guide those with like decent morals and like leading by example with mm. not being an asshole. Yeah. Um, but that constantly changes. For example, like the study that we saw this morning was about smacking, and like a lot of people don't smack anymore, but there is an older generation of people who do still smack, and older parents who still think smacking is a thing. Um, like I think my brothers got smacked. I didn't get smacked. You got smacked. Um, but it's been shown um, gener- like over generations that that's not the right thing to do anymore. And so, like we can guide our we can guide our our kids as people that we are right now. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right guidance hmm. according to the future. So parents who smacked their kids weren't necessarily wrong back then. But they mm. just didn't know any better. Yeah. And so that's the same thing that's going to happen from my generation of me being so open about such and such is going to cause my kids more problems down the line. Like I have no idea what traumatizes my kids that I've done. Mm. I don't know. We won't know till they get there. Tosh says it's the sock basket. <laughs> he was like, this can be so traumatic. I was like, it was like the biggest trauma in my life is my sock, ba- the sock basket. What is the sock basket? See, the, you know that pink thing that just sits... I don't know if you've seen it. When you leave this room in the hallway, there's like a plastic Ikea container that I think we got from your mum. And we just put all the socks in there. But we don't sort them. We don't fold them. So it's everyone's socks in there. (laughs) Five people's socks in there. Everyone for themselves. (laughs) That is true. Because I'm like, I'm not doing it. Why is this my job to sort five different people's socks? I only wear one lot of socks. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) Same with the washing pile. It's out of control in there, but no one else is touching it. And they come into me being like, I don't have any of this. And I'm like, well, you know how to use it. 
I'll get upset and wash clothes when I run out. Yeah. Yeah. But if you guys have run out and you're still whinging about it, then I haven't taught you right yet, have mm. I? So uh, keeps feeding. So that'll be my kids' traumas. Mum swore too much and drank too much coffee and <laughs> left too many socks laying around. <laughs> but yeah, um, my mum said, it's funny actually, well done mum. I think the younger generation are there to teach the older generation how to look at the world with bigger eyes. A lot of older generations all spend their lives, their remaining lives, squinting. Mm. They need to get better prescriptions. Mm. Don't they? Um, Brandon says, I teach my folks a lot because of my disability and how techie I am, if that makes sense. It does. <laughs> yeah. They are also cool in inventing new things, but the cycle has just gone around, for example, the mullet. And yeah. my mum said that my brothers still need a smack. <laughs> I'd love to see you smack them now, mum. They're like seven foot tall. It'd be hilarious. The one thing I overlooked is that oh God, actually the only way, the only way you can guarantee that not just young people, but the only way you can guarantee a large number of people will do a specific thing is how hard you try to stop them from doing it. Mm. Oh, God. Oh, my. Like prohibition or like saying that kids like should look a certain way or dress a certain way or act a certain way. The more pressure you apply on that, the more you are creating the conditions for them to do the exact opposite. Mm. For example, opposite. I have a really good example. Uh, on Saturday, we're at a kid's birthday party and there were lollies there. And Hannah goes to me, your kids are savages. And then I said to them, and I was looked over at the yellow lady jar, and I was like, oh, it's still kind of full. And then I said, no more lollies. No more lollies after those four. <laughs> then all the lollies are gone. <laughs> they, no one else ate them. I know it was them. They did that. <laughs> because funny. I said they couldn't. They might but not why have done do, that. Why do they do that, though? I do it. It's but... an opposition. Everyone has this, like, thing, and it, it can be diagnosed as a disorder. It's called oppositional defiant disorder, where people instantly don't want to, like, do things because you've asked them too specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a friend who doesn't like you to ask her to do things because she'll purposely not do it. She actually expressed that to me. I won't do it if you ask me. Mm. And it's like... We had a friend that lived in a part of Indonesia where um, I'm pretty sure having uh, possessing alcohol was punishable by death. And they were not local Indonesians. They were just living there for some time doing um, some sort of research on something. Yeah, um, uni students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of neurological research. Um, you know, well-educated, respectable people. Got the uh, smarts uh, about them. Yeah. Anyway, because they weren't allowed to drink, then they decided that they were going to drink 10 times more mm. and doing because things like like going down to like secret spots on the beach where like alcohol would get floated off of a boat and whatever mm-hmm. and and SOS the lighting. amount of alcohol <laughs> that they would consume on a nightly basis was just in Sane they had and to leave they, they it, because it so got much. so bad. Wow. But the only reason they were doing it is because they were because they were like, "It's naughty. I've never, mm. I've never been not allowed to do this, and I'm going to do it, it more." These yeah. were a- adult, well-educated people who just like couldn't, they just couldn't stop themselves. And not only could they not stop themselves, they were. Um, like making up for lost time, mm. you know. Like this is we might not have this. Again. We're so not allowed to do this that we're going to do just 10 times more of it. Yeah, that's what happens when you make things 
illegal. Mm. People want to do it because it's mm. just their natural urge to be like, well, you know, I'm going to push boundaries. And that's what I think that's what it is. It's, it's wanting to push the boundary a little bit more to see how far you can push it without it snapping. Like it's yeah. like a rubber band, you know, and you keep pushing it out. Pushing it out. I think it's do. part of our genetic code. Then once the band snaps, you have to renegotiate. Mm. But generally people don't like to push in society. And so if you yes, they do. Yes, they do. Do they? I think we are genetically predisposed to um, constantly be pushing for the individual because when I think human evolution is all about the individual, one person, for whatever reason, steps out and does something or defines mm-hmm. something in a certain way, and then other people follow that. Mm-hmm. There is a we're just it's it's the one thing that propels us forward. Somebody does something different enough, and then it's replicatable. Mm. The heck? I saw a video the other day of this man that was dancing on his own at a festival. Yes. And then suddenly everyone was there dancing with him. The was whole it crowd. like a, one person came yeah, up yeah. and then another person came up? Yeah. Yeah, all together. Yeah. It's um sheep. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, it was the one person that starts dancing. That person's a weirdo. I've seen this video. And but it, it's not about the it wasn't the first person that started mm. the movement that got everybody dancing. One person's dancing one. and then it took at least one or two other people to destigmatize the weirdness mm. of that person dancing and then all of a sudden it became socially acceptable. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So like one kid gets a mullet and everyone's like Ugh. fucking hell that's pretty f- that's pretty full on man. I totally and then another kid's now. like I'll fucking get him. I'll get a mullet then. That's I'll get fucking a sick. And mullet. then all of a sudden everyone's got a mullet. Yeah. Yeah, even grown-up men have mullets now. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, Or one AFL player is like, I'm going to have the weirdest, I'm going to have a mullet and just a ridiculous handlebar moustache. And they do it ironically. mm -hmm. It's it's ironic, Mm. but they're just like, I don't give a shit. This is how much I don't give a shit. I'll even make myself look socially undesirable. But that outlier becomes the norm. Would you get a mullet? No. Why not? Um, And I wouldn't let you. In the same way that you're not allowed to shave off your beard. Uh, He's got a weird top lip. Really? And it just looks weird when he shaves. I'm like, stop. I had a dream about shaving it off. Did you? Yeah. I don't know why I wouldn't do a mullet. I just wouldn't. It's probably because it would match your son then. And yours would be curly. It'd be sick. I have no interest in doing what young people are doing. But I also have very <laughs> little interest in doing what any of my peers are doing hmm. either. Maybe you're just depressed. Nah. <laughs> Just not mainstream. Nah. Nope. Except you like tie-dye. I do They're like everywhere tie-dye. At the moment. They are everywhere at the moment. Well, that was one of those things. Kind of like Tosh with the mullet sort of thing. I just, all of a sudden, I was walking past JJ's and then I was like, tie-dye. Lots of colours. I like rainbow lorikeets. Maybe I could be one. And then I started wearing tie-dye and I don't... And then all of a sudden... Like Russell Brand's wearing tie dye, and everybody's wearing tie dye. It's tie dye everywhere, and like I just see kids everywhere wearing tie dye. Um, off topic. I was going to ask about. So, you know how like there's a name. I don't know what the name is for that effect. Simon, the guy. What? His name's Simon. It's Simon. You know, like the guy. There's a guy. And the dancing guy. Simon. And then mm-hmm. other people join him. We'll call him Simon? Yep. Okay. With a Y. Simon, yeah. It's true. Simon with a Y on my Facebook. It's very unusual. Um, so the one guy comes and he Might dances, be my right? <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. 
<laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, he's from the APS. Um, anyway, so the one guy is dancing, right? And then the other guys come along and they're dancing. And then suddenly everyone's dancing. Yes. But then and there's an opposite effect to that called like a bystander effect. Like when there's an accident and like people just don't sort of like mm. and it's not overly serious or whatever. People will just sort of like not do anything. Mm. And everyone will stand around and not do anything. And then one person does something and then they'll do it. It's the same thing. I wonder, mm. is that still a version of the bystander effect? Maybe some of my psychology friends in the chat will help me with that. But yeah, that was my bit. That's all. My mum is not a fan of mullets. Mum, you had the sickest mullets. My mum had shaved head mullet. Like, wow. Dyed it orange. Legend. Yep. Mullets and moustaches look dirty porn stars from the 80s, and I find them gross, but my mother-in-law loves them. Yeah, I, I like them. And your parents got a new car. You like them? Mm-hmm. I remember when they first started coming back. I was working at Port Adelaide. Yeah. And they were, all the kids were just, it was Rocking like with the January last year. Yeah. And that's when it all started. Yeah. 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 Well, Tosh had a mullet before then. He's had one for like 70 weeks. 70 weeks? Yeah. He's I know counting. that because I saw a Facebook picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like 70 weeks ago. Yeah. Your son had a mullet. Well, because it's not very PC. No. A mullet has like a, a connotation to it and stuff that like it's just you you kind of associate a certain type of character with with a mullet. With a mullet. But um, that's also it's changing now, though. It is. It's changed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's become normalised. Tosh now. just got a job where he doesn't have to cut his mullet off. He's, wow. Yep. He was getting told by everyone, "Cut your mullet off. You won't get a job." Mm. And then that was one of the first uh, things we checked. Cool. <laughs> Will he have to cut off his mullet? No. Sports store, I guess you wouldn't. Mm. Mullets. Mm-hmm. Rampant. Can you pass my cards? Yep. I haven't done worked with these ones a lot. You haven't. All right, let's see. Is it time? It's almost time. It's almost time. Um, with that Cut. bystander effect thing, you get some people that... Um, Yours mum was... My mum says it wasn't a mullet. It was. Well... So you know how like you know how like in that video you got one person dancing and then a couple of people are dancing and then eventually it starts an avalanche of dancings, right? Yeah. You got the first person that's dancing who may have started dancing purely because nobody else was. So they were going against the norm, right? But I would say that the type of person that does that the more people that danced with them, potentially they would have become less comfortable about the fact that they <laughs> yeah. were now doing something that everybody else was doing. And, then yeah. and there would have been a number of people in that crowd that purely because it became something that everybody was doing that they no longer wanted to, to do, do it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So it becomes this cycle of like boop, 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 boop. Do you guys dance much? Nah. nah. Why? Um, actually, I dance all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. He does stupid dancing all the time. Yeah. Actually, I, I, and I lie, I do little d- dances and jigs all the yeah. time. I dance in the house a lot. But I'm not like... I find I get ideas dancing. when I dance. You would, because mm-hmm. it's mm. a creative process. Sometimes yeah. I'm dancing because I'm having ideas. Mm. Kadri says... I just thought I'd interrupt so you can say goodbye. Fantastic chat today. I have arrived at work to prepare for next term. We'll definitely share this episode with some students and teachers. Great stuff. Have a great day. Thank you. That would be appreciated. If you're here and you haven't shared, go right ahead. Then there's card readings in a minute. Nanny really likes Tosh's mullet. Is that because it's like John Farnham's mullet? It's a bit Patrick Swayze. (laughs) It is a bit. Mm. I'm surprised mum doesn't like it then. 
Well, it's from an era that I guess we have Plus, good memories from. Tasha looks a lot like my dad. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, if you would like a card reading. Too bad. Put- <laughs> Too bad, we're finished. I'm actually going to be putting up a post over the next week where I will be doing card readings for money. Cool. Mm. I realized that, and this is actually something that played in my mind a lot when I was doing a lot of card readings, you know, when I was putting up mm. posts and stuff. And my friend Samara on here was like, just be careful you don't exhaust yourself. Anyway, I did. Mm. I went very low and dark like quite a few weeks ago and I really struggled and I really believe it was because I was like BMO. I really believe it was because of the um, the energy I was putting out and I had so many to do at such a fast rate that I couldn't possibly can you shut that door? Hi Tosh, bye Tosh, love you, bye. Um, I couldn't possibly keep up with the energy that I had to put into it because like I don't just like read it and go, this is it. I'm like put I do a conversational mm. thing about it. And then um yeah, so I will be charging for card readings on my Instagram. Awesome. Um, and so whoever wants them, they're not expensive, but whoever wants them can come and get them. But there'll be something that I do purposefully rather than like trying to expel too much energy with too many people. And doing it that way also limits the amount of card readings I'll do because I want to keep doing them. Mm. But it's exhausting to do them all the time. It is. Definitely. Yeah. And so if you're a paying person, you get a priority, Perfect. unfortunately, unless you've got like financial problems and... Sliding scale. This is a sliding scale. Yeah, like if you are in desperate need for some guidance, you can send me a message or whatevs. You know, you can have them for free. Thanks, thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Should we do the group one first? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. See me remember. Good job. Mm. I was actually really looking forward to doing a podcast after missing one last week. Ooh. Yeah, oh, so it was so nice to just sit there and watch. <laughs> Such a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch. All right, past where you were. Where you were. Did you see your parents got a new car? Did you see? And my parents got a new car? Yeah, a Getz. Oh, I didn't know that. They pick up Tuesday. Oh, cool. To the Mirage. I'm going to go get it on Tuesday. Well, that's why I like Getz's, because you can make heaps of funny things. I'm going to go get something from the shop. Get some. <laughs> Come Remember, get some. We hired one when one of our cars died. We hired one for like weeks and weeks, and I loved it. It was cool. It was a really cool car. Ooh. Okay. Is this for the everyone? This is for the everyone. This is for the everyone. So at the end of every episode of the Hey Jimmy podcast, we do magical or non-magical, totally up to how you perceive it to be, I guess, card reading. And we do them for our live chat viewers, but because we do not want our YouTube viewers or our Spotify listeners or wherever you are listening to this from, because it's everywhere, go to heydimu.com if you would like to find the platform of your liking. Um, we do a reading for you right now. So this is for you. The YouTubers. You. The, the, the Spotifyers. Hey, you. All right. The first one is where we were. We were on a journey to wholeness. Probably still on a journey to wholeness. There is no there is no end to feeling that wholeness. Mm. And that is one of the things I have learnt very quickly over the last few years is that we will never, no matter how much we do, we're still here in this body with these thoughts, with these feelings, 
and the only thing that changes is how we cope with all the situations that we're having. BMO. All the situations that we're put in and thrown into. And actually the, the trick is to make sure that you're going fine so that everything externally is going well. So the journey to wholeness is a continuous story that flows through everything. So the journey to wholeness never ends in the, where we were. But if you can accept that, like, if you can accept that you're not ever going to be just happy once you finish that degree or get that job or blah, blah, blah. Like, if you can't be happy with what you have now, you won't be happy then either. And knowing that leads to personal freedom. Because if you're like, well, like, I can follow the things that light me up, but getting to the end of the place isn't going to fulfill me. And that's kind of freeing in a way because it means you stop chasing things as hard because you think they're going to bring you joy. The joy comes from the journey to personal freedom. And then in our future, we have the infinite. It's actually a really cool card. I don't know if you guys can see it. The infinite. So when I think of this card, it actually think, makes me think a lot about pretty much what I was just saying. The journey to wholeness is infinite. So there's a bit of a thread going through this one. Lots of wings. Um the infinite we're never we're never really dead mm. so might as well just live and just accept it all as it is and it's heaps easier to say than it actually is but i think meditating sometimes helps and i've not been doing that have I've you been doing it it's deepening at the moment it's getting good it's getting lovely do you have meditations where it's just like just mess and noise mm. mm-hmm. yeah me too I like the meditations when it's it feels like I'm in a big soup and there's just all this movement going on and they're all just in it together. Massaging you know? like a giant vagina. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would call it. Yeah, it's like yeah, a big soup bowl. Alright. Who's up? First is Brandon. Alright, Brandon. How have you been going? I guess I'm sorry that you've been a bit sad about it. Brandon's been bored. You have been bored. Bored on holiday. All right, Mm. Brandon. Well, if you've been a bit bored, I think it's time for you to shine your light. And what do you do best, Brandon? You create. Perhaps it's time for you to vlog your boring experience. (laughs) And shine your light with your creations. Chop it up and make this boring trip look really interesting. Like the whole experience that you just had, or are you still on it? Is he still on his experience? I don't know. On his holiday? Shine your light. Do what lights you up. Don't worry about anyone else. Just do what lights you up, as long as you're not hurting anyone else in the process. Who's me? Lorraine. Lorraine. That's your mum's name. It is. Is it spelled L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E? Yep. Indeed. Does she have a middle name? Elizabeth. No, that's not the same as my mum's. That would have been me. I think my mum's whole name is Lorraine, Sandra, and Veronica Stella Tattersall DeWitt. What? Is that true, mum? Is that true? That's a big name. Yeah. I think it's just her mum couldn't decide. Say it again. <laughs> Lorraine's, Lorraine, Sandra, and Veronica Stella. And then her last, her, her last, her mum's last name was DeWitt. Her dad's name's Tattersall. So mm. those are Sandra and Veronica Stella is her middle name. Mm. Is that correct? Is that on your birth certificate, Mum? Just do it. Sorry. Why are you in such a hurry? What? what? Just do it. No, oh, go on. I didn't get it. <sighs> Wasn't a very good one. <laughs> All right, Mum. You got the infinite. 
This is, this is actually about you never dying. You're just going to live till you're 170 and you're going to haunt us forever. That's what it's about. No, it's not. It's about infinite power. And I think you're experiencing a lot of what you can do right now because you're like, I'm about to go on a journey and it's going to be infinite. Good that well. Already started. Already started. Who's next? Um, that's it. Nobody, nobody wants your busted up shit. What? <laughs> Do you want one? Yeah. Freedom. Damn straight. <laughs> Freedom in person. Damn How? straight. How have you been feeling? Fine. Do you feel free? Yeah. Personal freedom. I still worry about things. What do you worry about the most at the moment? Oh, just staying alive and having something to eat. <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah. What about you? What do I worry about? Yeah. What do you worry about? Hmm. Well, specifically at the moment, I worry about the next time I'm going to see Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you worry about it? I don't know, because he's your still response. around. Yeah. yeah. Your, your response, not his response. It's my response, yeah. How has it been, your responses? Ooh, intense this week. Yeah. Up and down, you know? Yeah. But Moments it's all good. Moments of grief. Moments of grief. But you guys are still mates? We're mates. It's weird. The infinite. You got the infinite right. too, man. The infinite. You know the infinite. I'd like to... Can you pass me the guidebook? I want to know more about this infinite. Look, I don't encourage the use of guidebooks, but I don't know these cards very well. Samara would like some of your busted up shit. Give you some. <laughs> I can give you some. Okay, number 49. Let's have a look, CA. The Infinite. Did you guys read from the book last week? Yeah, a little bit. How was it? It was good. I can't, I just vagued out after a while there for a minute. <laughs> the eternal life for cycles of growth rising from the ashes, many deaths and rebirths. Mm. You're much more than your physical body. Mm-hmm. You are going through a bit of a rebirth. I am. And a cycle of growth. It's yep. just like drawing out a little. It's just going to draw out a little bit longer. Yeah. But it's all right. You will learn from that. You feel like you've led many lives. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to do one for me. Okay. What about Samara? Oh, yeah. Samara, you want my broken up shit? Yep. She wants your busted up shit. <laughs> and right. so does Jim Plummer. All right, Jim. Who had a fantastic meditation today oh good lovely oh good i hope that helped because i know you've been a bit frustrated with the little something something oh all right samara (laughs) okay it was inverted too yes so this is all about your internal you got this heart chakra card unfurling what does unfurling mean unraveling unraveling i don't know so this is about love unfurling back to love so i guess that's like being accepting and like receptive of the fact that you can to be loved even though sometimes you forget sometimes we're like i'm so worthy of the love why isn't it here but then sometimes we forget that we're actually worthy of it and that we can actually draw people in with the heart chakra what are your thoughts on chakras i love chakras do you yeah I do meditations with them, and I have some pretty interesting experiences. Yep. But I'm always like, hmm. They're definitely there. Yeah. Like, They're definitely there. Like I had a, 
I did a third eye meditation where the galaxy took over my whole body and then mm-hmm. I became the galaxy from one of those meditations and I was like mm-hmm. sitting at the base of well I guess I was sitting in nothing but I was in the galaxy just looking at galaxies wow it was real cool third eye's open yeah I get that thing where it feels like someone's pushing on it mm. I remember the first time it happened with your mum mm-hmm. we meditated with your mum in the courtyard mm-hmm. and I had this like really intense pressure here and sometimes when I'm doing the third eye meditations that's the part that gets activated it's weird mm. but then I'm like oh like skeptical about chakras no, don't be skeptical. Yeah. They're certainly there. You just have to use your power mm-hmm. to activate them. Do we need to have a whole session on chakras? Maybe. Mm, do you know all about it? I've experienced quite a bit with chakras. Okay. All right. I don't know if Let's I know a lot about it. Well, I'll do some research and then you just bring what you know and then we'll combine them. Yep. Deal? That sound good? Activate your chakras, guys. That's good. If you know how. And, well, there's that. There's a bit of, like, information flying around about your sacral chakra, and especially for mm-hmm. women, it's really important to do the work there because that's where all our sexual power and energy mm-hmm. comes from. And when mm-hmm. you can when you can uh, build up those that chakra, mm-hmm. you can actually be more creative and content. Yep. So it's called masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> With lots of objects. <laughs> Jim Plummer, a name you can trust. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Jim. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> Scattered today. <laughs> Let's go, Jim. Go, Jim. My sister accidentally said, "Hey, Jim," instead of "Hey, Mum." To the, uh, the <laughs> other day, and Mum was like, "Who's Jim? Who is Jim? <laughs> I've My got grandpa's a, Jim. I've got a rock called Jimmy Rock. That could be a new business franchise idea. Jim's hey, Jim. mumming. Jim's mumming. <laughs> what do you do? Rent a mum. Yeah. Jim's mumming. Just get a tr- just get Jim around. Come and mother you for a bit. <laughs> Ooh. Mother. So tell me about your meditation, Jim, because... Realm Bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got this really cool card. I've not seen it before. It's called Realm Bridger. So given that you just had a pretty crazy meditation and you have been delving into a lot of your own little weird realities and stuff lately with all the healing that you've been doing, I can imagine that you're seeing a lot of little threads, not just in your life, but in society and the the in, in, in your inner worlds that all feed into like these little they all feed into each other in these weird little ways like your little realms and realities and i'm assuming that you probably are experiencing some of that at the moment the multiverse the multiverse Mm. that's such a weird idea but i like it i'm gonna start breaking holes in it and like you have oh yeah yeah the elevator push the membrane membrane brain The mum brain. Mum brain. Jim's mum brain. I got mum brain. Um, is that it? Um, Samara said unfurling is like unfolding, a f- like a flower blossoming or a leaf. Unfurling. Well, Samara. Unfurling. I feel like this is awfully accurate. What are you going to do today, Samara? Mm. <laughs> she can play with the sequels. Chakras. Mm. Um, you're, do, wait, you're doing comedy soon. I am doing comedy soon. Are you going to advertise this? May the 18th. Yeah, where at? At Cranker Comedy, Crown and Anchor at 8pm. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. There's gonna, lots of people coming this time. It's going to be offensive. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Have you got your material? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've been, pl- I'm not I've been allowed doing to ask it in my head. Because he gets angry at me. I don't rehearse it. I just manifest it in my brain. Yeah. It makes me more worried. Mm. So they wanted you back. They did. That's good. Because I said I wasn't going to do it. 
I wasn't going to seek it, but if anybody asked me, I'll then I would yes. do it. Yeah. But we're and going I, tomorrow they night. They asked me. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. What time does it start? 8 p.m. Yeah. goes from 8 yeah. p.m. to 10 p.m. There, there is an intermission in the middle. There are a number of, of comedians. There are in three-minute acts. There is two headliner acts at the end of each uh, bracket. Um, it is a donation entry. Some of the comedians are experienced. Some of the comedians are intermediate. And some of them have never, ever done it before. But they're but the best ones. regardless of which one of those they are, you have no guarantee how funny or not funny they're going to be, which actually just makes the night funnier anyway. We're going to do that on stage as our comedy act. Yeah, yeah, we, we're going to do a um, live podcast. We should. For the Fringe. We I'd should. love to do that. We mm. need to suss that out soon. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for next year, because everyone will be back into it again next year as well, because it's second year of no COVID, technically. How will we do it? We should do, because it's Fringe, so then we should do it like like a number of nights mm-hmm. or day or whatever and maybe like just get a random person to participate on the panel with us so it'll totally. be us with and a then random just mm, you all right here you go you're on the show i like that yeah that'd be fun that would be fun and then we'd just be like hey question and because it's fringe yeah. you got to do one naked one I one completely naked one. It's definitely Adam's devil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll call that one Hey Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hey Doodle. Hey Doodle. Hey Doodle. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. All right. We'll keep stay tuned for next Fringe. Yeah. But yeah. There'll be music. There'll be funny bits. There will be music. There will be music. What else could we do? Dancing. Yeah. You hate dancing. I don't like. Do you know what? I don't mind dancing, but I don't like it when you know when you go somewhere and people try to force you to dance and you're like, I don't. Come on, get on the dance floor. And I get. I'm like, why would you force me to jump out of my comfort zone here? Mm. Why do you want me to do that with you? You can do that quite capably. Some people just need a little bit of a push. Yeah, not me. (laughs) It's not me. Because I'm, I'm like, I stand there, and because I don't drink, I like, I and I used to go out and only dance when I drank. Yeah. And so I stand there, and I'm like looking around, being like, this is the weirdest thing that people do. No. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing is but fun. Jigging. You can do them jigging. Like that. <laughs> do the fun key jigging. But I don't. I don't even bop to songs that I really like. Sometimes, like you we need better see, songs. We went to see the Super Jesus, and I was like, Super Jesus. On Thursday, we went out. I didn't. What's I the didn't Super dance. Jesus? Oh, man. What? Oh. They're like uh, uh, Adelaide. Australia's Adelaide. We grew up with them. Yeah. Did you, what's me. the song? Sing the song. Gravity. Yeah. Gravity. <laughs> John Mayer? <Yeah>. Nope. <laughs> That's a good Gravity song, though. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. But we'll play it to you after and you'll know. Yeah. Yeah. So many things to teach you, Adam. I know. I should write these down. Yes. Forget that other people don't know the same things as me. Like, who <laughs> the super Jesus are. <laughs> well, I think we solved it. I think we fixed all the problems. Fuck the schools. <laughs> Shut them down. Use tarot cards. Definitely mm-hmm. the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. And touch your sacrals. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and breast milk. Is delicious. Tastes like for loops. 
Yum. Sounds good to me. Do you have anything to add? Yama, 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 yama. Look out for Adam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do us the biggest favor of leaving us a like and a comment and make sure you are subscribed. It is the best way to support us. And if you want to go further than that, become one of our patrons over at heydimu.com. And then you can be on the slide at the start of the show. Yeah, and you can help us buy Lucky. new chairs with backrests. Mm. That's next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have to sit like this. It's not too bad. It's good for our core. Yeah. Okay, we can go. You can Hardcore. Go. You can go. All right. Soft corn. If you want to see us between now and the next episode, you can catch us on Instagram at yyiam1, at antonika.muscaria, and at projected. Win. Enjoy your week, and um, oh, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna incite violence? something. Not violence, but I was, I was going to encourage people to do not a destructive, but a fun type of vandalism to some sort of like education. Like picking a flower. But maybe, <laughs> but, but I don't have to do that because the kids have got that. The kids will take care of that themselves. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you in the next one. Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye.